Hi guys and welcome to Tater's Life. Today I've got an exciting episode for you. I'm joined by a friend of mine, Josh. We met through a theatre production scheme. He's going to talk about his music and just ride in his own sort of wave. So without further ado, let's welcome Josh to the Tater's Life podcast. Hello Josh and welcome. Hey, hey, hey. I'll do an intro about myself. So my name is Josh White, also known as Blankface. I'm a recording artist based in Cardiff, and I'm also a creative producer. And currently, I'm producing coordinator at National Theatre Wales, and I freelance as a producer with the Democracy Box and a bunch of other fun organisations. So you're a very, very busy man in short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have a company as well called Next Now Music. So I'm one of the co-founders. It's based in America. So like now my time is just always here, there and everywhere. Amazing. <laughs> and it's really, really nice to see that you put loads of your energies into like creative outlets. Like that's really, really like, I don't know. It's really, really fun. Do you know what I mean? And tell me a little bit about your background and stuff. So what led you to do what you're doing now? So funny enough, yeah, I'm a computer scientist. Oh is God. one of my fun facts about me because everything I do right now is creative, but everything I studied prior was all science STEM. And I studied computer science in Cardiff University. Um, I got my 2-1, yeah, yeah. Really? And I also worked as an automation developer with a company called The Davis Group. And I got to a point where I realized that actually I want to do music and I started freelancing as an artist in my final year of university and also my third year of university during my placement year as an automation developer and post-graduation I, I started working as an automation developer for a different company got fired then I started working as a regular web developer or technical lead in this startup company got fired again and like, I was like, what else is, what else can I do? Like I did the degree, you know, I got the qualifications. I'm not holding down the jobs. And the only thing working was music. So I just kind of tunnel visioned into music. And that led me to this company called Anthem, Anthem Cymru. And I became one of the young trustees. And that led me into learning about the Welsh music scene, learning about freelancing in the industry. And then from Anthem, started working with the democracy box where I learned about what a producer is. So I, I joined as just a creative, creating, um, how do I say this? Creating graphic and video designs to help young people learn more about their UK democracy and the kind of rights that they have within the space. And I like to do passion projects. I strictly work on passion projects, things that I find interesting that can make an impact or can make change. And that's what got me into this whole industry of being a creative producer, recording artist, performer, etc., and event organizer. So that's kind of like a brief background of how I go into this from STEM. It is actually mad to think that you're a computer scientist by like qualification in quotation marks, and then you're doing what you're doing with music, but it's not it's not just music it's it's so much more like when you're telling me about it i'm just like you're making change it's like a political change but in like a slightly 
different more down with the kids sort of way can i just ask a quick question about being a trustee so how did you manage to be a trustee and what did that entail so um one of my earliest mentors were two people from tkerd so tkerd is um is a welsh music organization they're like it's basically they're all about welsh music and they brought me on this program called africerd and that's like merging Welsh and African music. So two of my mentors there, Tumi Williams and Deborah Deborah Kiza. So like they they just brought me in to perform one time and then brought me on this Africurd project. And like, you know, it was just a one-off thing. And then they told me about like, oh, you can take part in different organizations, you know, right? And I was like, oh, what can I do? Then they showed me Anthem and they had this young trustee model. So the young trustee model is something a lot of public sector organizations are doing where a lot of their major company decisions, they factor in young people as well as, you know, their general trustees. So so that way, young people's initiatives are taken into account for anything that has to do with young people, especially that public sectors does work a lot with young people over time in their projects and how they facilitate things. So that's how I go into the Young Trustee Program there. And for anyone, any arts organization would have a sort of youth community or trustee group that would meet occasionally, sometimes paid, sometimes not, but it will allow you meet occasionally to actually impact your industry or how that company could impact people like yourself. You know, you get to make the decision about how this company interacts with people like you in such a way that you also can take part. And that's why I always like these young trustee models. In fact, the democracy box works on a similar thing. They don't call it young trustee. They call them young co-creators or young content creators. So these young content creators, they would explain the way they understand about the UK democracy to other young people, rather than having people that already know their stuff, who have worked in government, etc. Because the way they would iterate that information would be more so the way they would explain to someone that has a similar level of knowledge. That doesn't work for young people. Young people want to see young people explain things to them. Absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head with like young people wanting to hear it from young people. Do you know what I mean? And like, I was interested, what sort of change have you made and like what sort of passion projects have you worked on that have really like hit you in the heart oh this is um they're a couple but the first one really is the democracy boxes collaboration with the future generations commissioner so there's an act called the well-being of future generations act that was passed in 2015 that mandates that all public bodies, whatever decision they make, they have to consider the future generation that is young people. And also they have to subscribe to their seven um, well-being goals and their five ways of working. I can't list off the top of my head. I am training about it. But um, we won an award for being one of the hundred change makers. Now, what was so cool about that was the award was not a plaque or like a certificate where it's not sustainable. The award was a tree was planted in the name of the democracy box and just labeled. 
the Democracy Box, one of the 100 change makers planted to help the the climate, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest impact I've ever made in the world because not just that I've done something, but because there's a whole tree planted in the project I worked on. That is super cool. And what we did was that we influenced the Welsh curriculum and introduced democratic education into Welsh primary and secondary schools. Um, my my boss, Yvonne Murphy, she she created, she did a PhD on how she can increase voter participation amongst young people. So her research showed that over 60% of young people have zero idea about the UK democracy and how they can impact it. 60%. Yeah, over 60%. So that means like what out of 10, yeah, six six out of ten people have no clue. That's you know? Yeah. So she piloted this scheme with um in collaboration with the Welsh consortium, created a pilot scheme of how they could how teachers in school could integrate democratic education by copying the democracy box model where young people create content about UK democracy, because that way by creating content they remember it more because they have to create it and they have to think in a creative way. And the teachers do really cool workshops that allow young people to think in a creative way, talk to their parents about it. So the parents then bring up those conversations. So that was done. It was really good. Another thing was also like how we've been encouraging young people to take part. Um, it was really cool. So I made some music. So I made music about the Future Generations Commissioner and the Wellbeing Future Generations Act. Wrote a song about climate, climate justice and climate response that was also become part of the Future Generations Next Goal, um, the Future Generations Strategy to Implement the Wellbeing Future Generations Act. And I think it was even played um, at, the at the United Nations meeting, which I found very cool. And, you know, making these musical content, using my music to actually educate people about UK democracy and not in a cringe way, like, you know, oh, well, we have three types of government or whatever. It was more like rap, hip hop, pop, singer, songwriter, acoustic, and, you know, also assisting producing by like working with different young people to create really cool content, graphic design content. That would be my biggest change I've made or I've helped to make in Wales. Because what happened was not only did loads of people sign up, um, register with the, with the Electoral Commission to learn to vote. A lot of young people learn to vote. A lot of young people engage with the democracy box. I became more aware of my rights as a, as a person as living in the UK. And, you know, that was quite cool. I think um that's one of my biggest changes. Another one was I was one of the organizers of the first Welsh African music festival. So that was called Dakliad Comrie Africa. We had crazy news presence. ITV, BBC, Radio Platform was there. Um, Radio Cardiff was there as well. And we toured it in OS4C2. So we toured it in Bangor and Cardiff. And it was like a three, four day event celebrating Welsh African culture. And I felt that it was such a great thing because you have so many mixed race people in Wales that, that are out of touch with their African origins. And it's not their fault because there's not much of a scene for that here in Wales. 
and the people I was working with, the successes of the Manding, they they had that idea. I'm like, well, a lot of people in Wales like African music. That's a fact. Like when I was in Bangor, I kid you not, for the three days we were there, it was packed. Packed. Okay. Yeah, it was like, I'm like, how? I didn't think you guys listened to it. And they came, they bought loads of merch and they'll come back the next day, get another ticket and wear the merch they bought. Um, I think that was amazing because people really got in touch with African culture and I, and you know me, I'm very big on that. You see me in my dashikis and traditional wears. So I think that's another one. That's And can I yeah, can I ask yeah. like what brought you to Wales then like you've got your African heritage like what brings you here Education, I just fell in love with Wales in general. And that's what led me to stay here longer. And I also saw the opportunity to make impacts yeah in ways that I haven't before. That's Um, amazing, you know yeah. and I, I love like as a Welsh person anyway that you're bringing your culture here like like the, the world will be a boring place if we all were the same and I love the fact that you wear like the traditional outfit you do the music like you are you and you're like unapologetic unapologetically you as well and that's really really respectable and
my sister called me one time. She had one of my acoustics. And she was like, yo, bro, you always talk about this big network you have, man. Like, why don't you just look around to see if you know anyone with the home studio? And guess what, man? I never thought about it. Not once. And I I do have a big network. I've been an entrepreneur for years. And guess, and what was so mad about that moment was I was looking for a sign to get into music at the time. Because I was thinking, nah, let me wait till I graduate to start. You know, let me wait till I'm older. Let me wait till I get more money and things. I was being very, like, safe. And when my sister did that call, I was like, you know what, you're right. Home studio ain't going to cost me nothing. So I called up one of my boys, Kewe, and he plugged me to a producer there and then. It took one call. Oh, my. That's one call. Amazing. Yeah. And I feel like it was God's plan. And after that, I started getting into the freelance. And the truth is, yeah, with things like freelancing and music, like once you get through the door, you're in. Floodgates open. Yeah. And once you do well, the floodgates open even more. So, yeah. like, I got called up to perform um, by one of my friends who worked at SSAP, Sub-Saharan Advisory Panel, but just doing a quick thing, you know, just acoustic set, free of charge, you know, just a small community. And then Tumi was there. So Tumi then called me last minute because I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm sick of freestyling. Like, you don't need to book me ahead of time. Just call me if you need me and I'll be there. So he calls me on random day, like the lead singer can't come and the band's there. And it'd be so weird to just like have the band with no lead singer. And they had a celebrity coming down to WMC. So like, this is me at like three o'clock, yeah. Like on a regular day being like, okay, so I got to go to WMC in two hours and perform with the band I've never met before. Ooh. And I go there and I smash the set. Woo! And after that, bam, I just start getting bookings because loads of people who run events were there. So I think, you know, always put your best foot forward be open to opportunities and like trust the process it's long but trust the process i think that's like really really great advice and like when you mentioned about like the floodgates opening and like god's plan and everything like that like sometimes you could be down a path and you know you're not your heart isn't in it and like your heart is obviously in music and I am really happy that you have done what you've done because again, it's making change. It makes you happy. Like if you can do both of that together, then nothing can stop you. Like literally nothing can stop you. And I was just wondering like, what advice would you give anybody who wanted to be a freelance artist um, or anybody of like your heritage that have come to Wales and like maybe are struggling a little bit? Find a group of people that you can grow with. Is it as simple as that? It really is as simple as that. And I'll give you like a story about this. I don't drive. Um, One of my boys, Denny, so there's this um celebrity DJ, DJ Denny Huss, yeah. He hit me up one time you know trying to get get his bearings in cardiff it was in during covid period i was with my flatmate i didn't know this guy from nowhere so i didn't even know it was a dj he comes to my house because my flatmate was head of acs african Af african caribbean society in cardiff uni and that relationship where i met him at an early stage of his career he met me at an early stage of my career he was like yeah bro i know, know you're popular in cardiff with the music thing 
I'm going to drive you around and help you out with your sets. A lot of the times, I just had to always trust that whoever was there would be able to play my audio without any problem. Then he changed the entire game. I learned how to work with DJs and, and at, at like performance set. He drove me around everywhere. And guess what? Him driving me around got him way more bookings because he's just such a sick DJ. And him being such a sick DJ made me look like a pro artist, even though I had just started and probably had like three or four songs. And he introduced me to more people and I started growing with people, some of my producer friends that are just starting out. Find people that you can grow with and, and never forget who you grew with. You know, if you have a gig that, you know, your boy could have done, one of your old time guys, give it to him. Yeah. You know? keep that network alive and see that it's respected and appreciate each other's talent by helping and supporting them and that way it doesn't matter where you start a team is better than being on your own yeah it take much longer if you do it on your own you know i i love that story because it gives slight hope in humanity do you know what i mean because often you know you can be down this rabbit hole and think that you know i'm never going to get anywhere or x y and z but like for you it was a matter of somebody coming to your house for you it was like picking up that phone for the first time and just simply asking the question totally your story yeah you were saying your story is truly inspiring and like honestly I feel so blessed to have met you at the stage of my life that I did and I know we haven't got too long left but I wanted to like mention that like every time that we used to meet so for the um audience who the guest listeners or what have you um we were a part of like a trainee course and it was a year-long program we all used to meet up once a month and oh my gosh, every time we met up in that once, like that once a month, I used to have like a flood of like creative energy, like after meeting up with people. And like, you know, you mentioned earlier about finding your people and find people to grow with. Like you're helping me here. Do you know what I mean? And like, I'm helping you. Like I've never forgotten how talented you are. And like, it it really is about the people that you share it with. So thank you so much. <laughs> and just like this, I've been trying to get on more podcasts. So you see how that cycle worked. Oh, my friend has a podcast that's trending. Oh, now we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's amazing. And like, I really enjoyed those sessions as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some quick like ad, yeah? So check out my company, Next Now Music nextnowmusic.com if you're an artist you're looking for a place that can blog that you can post your music as a blog um it's called it's called like next now music and ideally we have this product called music accelerator and it's a fat database that has everything you need to know about getting into the music industry from distribution to sync licensing playlisters we work with loads of brands that have like different things like loudly you can ai generate beats you know foundation you can produce online and so many others so check out the music accelerator check out next now music submit your song for like sync placements or to be blogged about it's based in america we got loads of views you might as well join the gang that's amazing and you know you said that you haven't you gone down the comp sci route but that sounded a little bit tacky to me i'm not gonna lie 
that was the way I bonded it, you know. It was the way I had to fix it because I realized every time I was doing a business idea, the reason why I wasn't getting anywhere far was my business idea was not merging with my actual business, which was music. So I had to realize that if I was going to do tech, it had to be tech within music. I love that. I love that. I really enjoy doing this podcast. And have you got anything else you want to add? I know you did a little bit of self-promo, which I love, but have you got anything else you want to add to the podcast? Listen to Tay. (laughs) I really enjoyed some of the episodes. The perspectives are very different. I think I like that Welsh episode. um, With Rihanna. with Rihanna, that was that's still one of my favorites. I think it was so funny because there were some things I didn't know at all. <laughs> you know, like I didn't realize there were stereotypes, like the rain thing. It rains just as much here in Wales like everywhere else. Because you're here, it just feels like it's always raining. Literally. You know, like, <laughs> and also like the one about um, you know, anorexia. Yeah, I've got a couple of yeah. those apps out actually. Yeah. That was I didn't realize it was like that. Well, you know? Yeah, that's you- cool. Listen to Tay. <laughs> thank you it only honestly means a lot that you like listen to my apps as well because like you know I don't know who listens to them because I uh, all I have is the stats I don't see who listens to them or ever so thank you and I love listening to your tunes as well and I'm going to put all of your links in the description box yeah guys get on it because um Josh is going places and it's going to be big so you better be prepared for but- Right, tell him, sis. Tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Josh, for being on the podcast. And thank you to my listeners. I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Bye, guys.